critical that we run to God when we go through problems. It's critical that we pick up the phone and we call somebody, our brother, our sister, and say, you know what, I'm going through this thing right now. I don't know how to overcome. You know, I've been praying. I'm doing, doing everything God asked me to do. I need breakthrough in my life. And I'll tell you, the power of two, <laughs> I'll tell you, is a multiplying power. It's not two plus two. It's, it's two times two. It multiplies. And I'm telling you, it will help you overcome the power of agreement. And I'll tell you, some Sometimes to rekindle, sometimes to refresh your relationship with Christ, you got to reach out. You can't try to do it on your own. You know, we talked about this last week that this isn't a competition. This isn't you trying to show off and, and become something for God so everybody can see it. Listen, it's not about that. It's not about, you know, the control or any of those kinds of things. You can't control what God is doing in your life. All you can do is accept it. All you can do is receive it. All you can do is walk in it by faith and allow all God to do what only God can do. We all need that influence in our lives. We all hunger for that in our lives. But sometimes that hunger wanes. Sometimes that hunger, you know, we just we just get to the point where it's just like, man, I don't know if I can do this another day. Man, alive, you know, I'd rather just get an extra, you know, 20 minutes of sleep than get up and pray or get up and, and read my Bible or, or get up and, and, and praise God. But I'm here as a, as a man of God, knowing what I know in my spirit. And I am here to call you to a, a deeper, refreshed relationship with Jesus Christ. A real hunger, a real thirst. You know, go back to the, the beginning when you gave your life to Christ and how that felt and, and how, how you acted and responded to that. Now's the time to take that to a whole nother level. Now's the time to really kindle that fire again. I said this last week and I'll say it again, 98 or 99 percent of who Pastor Paul is, who you know me to be, is not done on this pulpit. It is done in my private walk, my private time, you know, me and God having real conversations about life, about what's happening in life, about the church, about your lives. It's about that quiet time. It's about rekindling my personal fire. And I'll tell you, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ back in the early 90s, I've never been the same again. I've never backslidden. I've never gone the wrong way. I've always stayed true to who I am in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage every one of you to do that as well. You see, greater is he that's in you than the enemy that's out there that wants to rob kill, destroy all the things that God has in store for you. Last week, we just really broke down, you know, this law and how, how the law by itself, you, you can't live it, man. You're never going to develop yourself uh, on your own to live up to the righteous standard of God. That is why we have Jesus. That is where liberty rather than control begins to happen in your life when you rekindle that fire. When you, when you look at that relationship with God and saying, if I were to grade my relationship with God on a scale of 0 to 10 today, where is it? I ask all of you watching this, where is your relationship with God today? Not whether you went to church, not whether you read your Bible, not whether you did this or that or the other. Where's your relationship? How do you feel about the things of God? Where is your level of expectation for God to do what only God can do in your life?
I want to rekindle that fire. So last week we did talk about, you know, competition and, you know, we're not here to, comp uh, to, to be competitive. We're not here to climb some spiritual ladder somewhere. No, we've received the fullness of who Jesus is the moment we received him as our Lord and Savior. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he has not brought you to control. He has brought you to true liberty by his spirit. So we don't want to find ourselves jockeying for power. You know, we don't want to compare ourselves to someone else in the body of Christ. What God does for one, he will do for another. He is not a respecter of people or individuals. He is a respecter of his word. The promises of God that are yes and amen to those who believe and are called to his purpose, not my own purpose, but his purpose, being willing to say, you know what, nevertheless, not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. That's the heart that, that really is seeking God. That is the heart that will be rekindled back to the things of God. You know, it's not about who's going to win the argument. Even about the Bible, even about the truth. I see us, you know, arguing sometimes about, well, no, this is what the Bible says. No, this is what the Bible says. Listen, no matter what the Bible says, you're going to have to have faith to receive whatever it is you're believing for. And listen, if, you're, if your view of what that scripture means is not right, guess what? It won't bear fruit. But if it is right, it will bear fruit. So get out of your head and get into your life and start to produce the fruit of God based on the truth rather than some uh, argument about this or that or the other. So we really need to set our expectations and our standards toward God, not towards the way things are, not condemning us to more of the same, but no, greater, greater things, more powerful things. You know, he who began a good work in me is going to be faithful to complete it. So if he began it, listen, there, you're not in a sprint to see how far you can get from A to B. No, you are in a marathon. You are in a walk with Christ. It will take the entire <laughs> life that you have on this planet. And even no matter how far you go into the things of God here, boy, I tell you, once you meet him face to face, you're going to be like, holy moly, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. But don't worry about any of that. That's where God's grace can come into your life, okay? So it's not about who's more important than the other. It's not about battling over getting that last word. It's not about, you know, being tense. You know, two strong person, personalities battling for control is not a healthy relationship. God doesn't just want control of your life. Listen, he's given you the power of free will to choose anything you want. And if you have the measure of faith in the word towards the gospel, you'll receive the grace that you need to, to get from where you are to where God wants you to be. But at the end of the day, it's not all up to God. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. God loves you with an everlasting love. God is, is constantly uh, uh, pursuing us, and it's up to us to now pursue him. You can't have a relationship if it's just one person without the other. It's like a marriage. You know, you can't have a controlling person in that marriage. If you have a controlling person in that marriage, then one's better than the other, and that thing isn't going to work. It's the same thing with the Heavenly Father. You know, take things on earth that you can understand and begin to apply those kinds of relationships to your relationship 
with Jesus. It is time for the church to have a refreshing, a refreshing of their relationship with Jesus Christ. So I want to talk to you a little bit about a different way of having a relationship. Last week we talked about that competitive controlling relationship. But today I want to talk to you a little about, about uh, this active versus passive, right? The, the I do it all, you know, and, 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 and without me this could never work. And on and on that thing goes. And I'm here to tell you that is not true. But there's also these other personalities that are very passive. And the same relationship that you're having with with, with people is the same way you're going to be with God. And so use that and say, okay, well, how am I being with people? And then how am I being with God? Am I being demanding? Am I trying to control God to do something for me? Listen, you'll never move the hand of God. You'll never be better than God. And so just let God do what only God can do. But we all know this story in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38-42, is a story about Martha, right? This is a woman of God. This is a woman that loves God, loves Jesus. She's in his presence. But let's read this story together because it really gets into how we can perceive our relationships even with Christ. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. This is her house, man. Come on in, Jesus. Come into my home. It says, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he was teaching. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, "Lord, doesn't it seem unfair that you that seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me." But the Lord said to her, "Dear Martha, 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 right? You are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about." Mary discovered has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So many times we just want to be so busy in the kingdom, so busy at work, so busy at home, and we're going from here to there and all over the place, and it's just like, have we taken the time to develop the relationship with the Jesus we've invited into our home? It is critical that we look at these, these, these incredible truths in the Word of God to help cause us to catch ourselves so that we don't become the competitive, controlling person in the church or we don't become the, the overactive person like Martha or the passive person, you know, like, like an Ahab, you know. Uh, Jezebel ran all over Ahab, you know. He was passive in every way, and yet he was the king of... Of, of the land. He should have been the one to say, no, I will have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes us men, I'll, I'll say this, and I've noticed this in the body of Christ, sometimes us men want the women to handle all the spiritual stuff going on in the household. But I'm here to tell you that, listen, it takes a real man 
to stand up and say, this is what me and my household are going to stand for. I will lead my family in the things of God. It doesn't mean your wife doesn't come along, but it doesn't mean that she's the person that needs to do all that. I don't know who I'm talking to, but praise the Lord. You know, if you're going to rekindle or refresh your relationship with Jesus Christ, it's got to begin and end with you. You know, women out there, try not to be overbearing on your husbands. You know, give them a chance to get out there. Let, you know, let him become who God has, has called him to become. And, and God will allow that to happen in such a natural way, a supernatural way. Instead of you trying to get him to do something, it, praise the Lord, just pray, right? Develop that relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself and say, you know what? I give my husband over to you. But the husband, I give my wife over to you. I don't know where I'm going or how I'm going to get there. But praise the Lord, I do know that I'm going to do it by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And you know, you can start to see, as you start to see that marriage improve or that relationship with your children improve or that relationship of your extended family, whoever those people are, your neighbors, your friends, your ex-friends, whatever they are, you know what, you got to really understand that you've got to give them some room to participate. And you need to slow down enough to make sure that you're operating by the Spirit. The Bible says if you, if you operate by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. It wants what it wants, when it wants it. There's a dinner to be made, and by God, we're going to get this thing done. And the only way that's going to happen is if Mary gets off of her butt and gets over here and does what needs to be done. I'll tell you, I think we've all been there. We've all walked down those paths, and those are not paths that are going to lead us to a refreshed relationship with Jesus. We don't want to be passive with the things of God either. We don't want to be overbearing to God either. You know, look at me, God. Look at all the things I've done. Where are you in my life and all of that? We don't want to be passive, which is the opposite of that, and just be like, well, you know, if it's God's will, then it'll be done. Well, no, if it says it in the Word of God, it is God's will, and you need to claim that thing as your own. Amen? So that, that will really help you solidify a stronger, more refreshed, more revived relationship with God. You know, it shouldn't just be all about one person doing all the heavy lifting in that relationship. And that, I'm talking about your relationship with God. You know, just depending that God's going to make it you know, happen for you. I've seen a lot of people do that. They become so spiritually minded that they're no earthly good because you can't live on faith alone. Faith without corresponding action is dead or cursed. So you need to have that action, but you also need to have that faith. You can't be so passive about it, say, well, I'm just by faith, by faith, by faith, and then you're not going out to doing anything. You're not responding to your faith with that corresponding action. And it can't just be all about do have, do have, do have. Do more, do more, do more, do more, do more, and then you don't have the level of faith. Listen, if you can do it on your own, what in the world do you need God for? So it's incredibly important that as we go through this, that you really grab a hold of this and you really say, you know, man, you know, am I, am I being too demanding by saying I do all these things and then God, where are you? Am I on the other side where I'm being too passive and it's just all about my faith, but really I'm not showing up every day to do what needs to be done. You really need to find that healthy balance. 
So many people are depending on grace alone to get them from here to the other side. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus came with a radical message. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. He came in grace and in truth. You see, you can't have the grace without the truth. The the law is the law. And you know what? You'll never measure up to that, and that's why you need that grace. But that doesn't mean that you don't strive to become a better person. It doesn't mean that you don't repent and ask God to forgive you of your sins and repent and turn the other way. Go the other way and create a new path, a new destination in your walk with Christ. You can do this with a pep in your step, a glide in your stride. You don't need to you know, walk around, you know, like, like you got a mill hanging on your neck and just go, oh, you know, I got to serve God again today. You know, I got to do all the things that Pastor Paul or Pastor Barb said or Pastor Matt said. You know, I got to do all those things. Oh, man, G- Pastor Ginger said this one time and, man, I'm just falling short all over the place. Forget all that nonsense. Listen, you're not good enough and that's just the way it is. There is a need for Christ. There is a cause for Christ. And it is because we fall short of the glory of God. God knew that. He knew we couldn't live just with the law. And the same message that was so difficult for people to receive back in in the times that Jesus was here is difficult for the church today to receive. You know, it's either all grace or I'm I'm, I'm condemned and I don't know how in the world I'm ever going to overcome. No, you have to combine these two things together. You have to combine your faith and your works together. You have to combine your beliefs and what you're what you're going to go into the world to accomplish you got to combine these things together you got to combine the grace with the truth and the truth with the grace and continue to develop that kind of relationship with God Please, I beg you, stay within the boundaries of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, not of condemnation, not of of all grace. No, bring it together. Begin to follow him. Begin to confess over your life who you are and that you are an overcomer and that you are not what has happened to you, but you are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds in your life. You are an amazing, powerful, I mean, useful for the kingdom person when you have that relationship with the Son of God right. It's not time to throw it in neutral. It's time to put it into drive. It's time to put it into four-wheel drive. It's time to climb out of this valley. And I'll tell you, I get it. You know, when, you, when you've been at the mountaintop or what you thought was, and then all of a sudden you're down here in the valley, you know what? And the only way you can see out is to go up that mountain. I tell you, I, I promise you, as great as that last mountaintop was for you, this new mountain is going to create new vision for your life, new supernatural happenings in your life. You're no longer going to be what you were, praise the Lord, you are going to be mighty in God because you're going to pull down these strongholds. And so many times we don't know what these strongholds are in our life. But I hope as we continue over the next several weeks to minister on this, refreshing your relationship with Jesus Christ, that you'll finally get it. Oh, that's right. It's about my relationship, my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Keeping that at the forefront, keeping that at a high level. 
And I promise you, if you'll do that, you will see so many supernatural things occur. You, that will institute revival in your own personal life because, again, it won't be what you can do, which is what we've been talking about tonight, but it'll be what God has already done for you. Don't just invite him into your home. Develop a relationship with him. Be willing to put all the things that you've ever done down and spend time with him. Well, I want to introduce you to this Jesus that I'm talking about. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. And I want to make sure that every person understands that I'm not talking about a person like myself or like you. I am talking about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And he overcame this world because he knew we couldn't. And I just want to give you this incredible opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you this opportunity to refire your, your relationship with God. It's not all about what you're going to do or what you're not going to do. It's about having faith and corresponding action to move towards this incredible truth and grace of the gospel of Jesus. So let's say this, this prayer, and let's mean it with all of our hearts. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Build a fire inside of me. Refresh a brand new relationship with you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please put something in the comments below. If you're recommitting your life, put something in the comments below. There's other people watching that can minister to you, love on you. If you're recommitted to building a refreshed relationship, put a comment down there. I'm refreshed. I want to encourage all of you to share this, like this. Uh, on all your uh, social media platforms. I want to personally invite you to Sunday service. Pastor Barb will have an incredible message for us both at 9 a.m. and 10.30. Until then, God bless you all and serve the Lord.